For Imi Bastvora, for all those who need it. And with that, let's get to the review. Daniel Basara. Okay. So, we're starting our review of the Mishnah. So, it's time. We're up to the section where they're writing up the document that's going to be erased into the water. Um, and remember, it has Hashem's name in it. That's what's the very powerful part of it, that you're actually erasing God's name to do this procedure. Anyway, which is, of course, prohibited in general. Okay. But. So the 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 pasuk says uh, that they're coming. I mean, the Mishnah says they're coming to write the Megillah. Where do they start the writing from? So the Tanakhama Rameir says that it's from the pasuk. Then it says What will happen? And um, he leaves out the line that says the Kain made her swear, and he leaves out the line, uh, and then he writes afterwards. Hashem would give you this as a curse, and then this water will enter you in your, in your stomach and will cause your stomach to explode and your thigh to fall. And you leave out the part for Amrisha, Amen, Amen. That's the way Rameir says. So it's basically the full parsha without the commentaries inside. Okay? Um, according to Rabbi Still, you don't need to skip out those parts. You write everything as it is from the beginning to the end. You leave in Vishbia Koin, you leave in Varmisha Main, and it's all in there. Um, Rabbi Yudha says you leave out the entire beginning section. All you write is from the line Yitan Hashem Shvuah, and you don't even need to Vamrisha Main just right there at the end the end section. What's the machlokes between these three tanoim? It's a question of how we understand the the pasuk. The pasuk says, "V'chasav es ha'alois ha'ele ha'koyin basefer." He writes these curses. Okay, it's ha'alos the alos ha'ele that are these. Okay, so it's two a's um, in a sefer. So Rameir understands that when it says alos, that's the curses. Okay, when it says ha'alos, that's including the curses that are implied from the bracha. If you're innocent, then nothing will happen to you, which is implying that if you're not innocent, then something will happen to you. Okay? And Eile is excluding the curses anywhere else. These curses, obviously there's plenty of curses in the Torah for uh, if you look for and say Hedvarim, so we're leaving that one out. And the these is inclu- excluding the commandment, which is Hishbiyah Kohen, and the Kabbalah Amin, where she says from Risham Min Amin. Okay? That's the hey. Rabbi Yossi says everything is exactly as you say. The S includes the Tzavos and the Kabbalos. So we're not bringing in any other curses, but these curses and also the section that, that's the implied, which is if you're innocent, then nothing will happen, all the way to the end, including the Vishbiah Kohen and the Risham Amin, stay in. Okay? And uh, Rameir doesn't darshanes, that's why he didn't include it. Okay? Rabbi says that they're all exclusionary. Every hey is exclusionary. So alos is the alos. Ha'alos is excluding the, 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 the first part, section of the clothes that are coming from the, that are implied from the brachos. Eile 
These is excluding any other klalos in the Torah, in the, in the, like in Tvarim. And ha'ele, the these, is excluding the tzavos and the kabbalah. So that's why the smallest section. Okay, now, Mayor, why is it that one of the hays is ex- including the klalos that are, bamach, uh, that are implied from the brachos, and uh, the other hay is exclusionary? So the answer is, is that it depends what the hay, all the hay does is it, ex- it, it, it expands on the word that we're saying. So when you're talking about a reboy, which is alois, so then the hay expands that. When it's a miot of Eila, so the hay is a more exclusionary, which um, which excludes more. So that's how that's how he understands it. Okay. So the question is, how is this fitting with Romer altogether? Because Romer, as we know, is disagrees with the principle of Mechlalav Atoshamehein. He doesn't say that you can from a negative deduce a positive, and that was his requirement in a condition of Nekod Meiruvein. Um, you can you know, that you have to say the positive. If yeah, if a then this will happen, and if a doesn't happen, then this will happen. You have to speak up both sides fully. You have to be extremely explicit. So how is it that the that it would make sense to put in the klalos habamachmas brachos? So the Gemara explains that this is not a regular case of uh, imply implication. Because inside is uh, the word hinaki is a veiled threat of chinki, uh, which means that you may die. Okay, so like if if it doesn't work out, if you're innocent, then hinaki, which is very similar to chinaki, which means that and if you're not, then it's not just uh, implying that it's putting in the 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 the, the, the what will happen if not. Okay. Um, then Rabbi Kiva uh, says Drasha. Okay, says that if uh, we have an, a statement, Ish Isha is, is merit merits. So then the the divine presence is with them. Uh, they have the yod in the man in the man's name. The woman has a hay in her name. So it's the uh, the connection to God is part of a part of their life. If they don't merit, so then God is out of there. And if God's out of there, so then they'll be consumed by fire. And the woman's fire is stronger than the husband's fire because her uh, aleph and shin are ready next to each other. Without the hay, it's a fire immediately. Whereas the man, by the man, he is also fire, but it's, it's separated with the yud. You take away the yud, you have to still bring the aleph and shin close to, closer to each other. Okay. Rabbi says, why does the Torah say the afar is what you bring for a site? The answer is, is because if, she, if she's merits, then she'll be zochot to have a son. As we said, v'nixa v'nizra zar, she'll get a child. And who the son will be like Avram Avinu, who wrote about, who said about himself that he's afar ve'efer, he was very humble. Um, and if not, then she turns back to dust, from dust you came, and from dust shall you return, meaning she dies. Rabbah says the reward of Avram Avinu being so humble and saying, v'nechi afar ve'efer, he merited to the two mitzvahs, the ashes of the red heifer and the afar sota. So Gemara says, you know, there's another mitzvah ba'afar, which is uh, kisu adam. Maybe he merited the mitzvah of kisu adam. Gemara says, although that's a mitzvah, but there is no special benefit in addition to the mitzvah. We're talking about things where there's a benefit. Of course, there's, over here, there's a major benefit because by having a procedure of sota that allows an innocent woman and a husband to have shalom bayis. Because he suspected wrongly and he see that it was wrong. 
Okay, so it's like it has a potential, and also if she's guilty, it uh, avoids the mamzerim, in the, in, you know, which is another positive. Um, uh, and the same thing with Efer Parah, there's a positive in that, because there's a way to purify yourself if you're tummy. So then Rav says the, the, another statement from, uh, from Avinu, because Avram Avinu said to the king of Sodom, in Michot Vatzrochnal, that I'm not going to get, you know, I'm not taking anything from you, don't, not, even a, not even a string, not even a, 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 a shoe strap. So there's two mitzvahs that we, that we merited, the mitzvah of the chutzot trelas, which is the string of trelas, and the mitzvah of the strap of tefillin, a tefillin strap, which is also which is the leather strap, similar to, that's what they used to tie the shoes in those days, it was a leather strap, similar to tefillin straps. Anyway, so the Gemara says, I understand the my love of a tefillin strap, of a tefillin, basically the mitzvah of tefillin is, has a protection attached to it that uh, the nations of the world will see us and uh, they'll be afraid of us, and that's referring to the tefillin shal But um, uh, but the chutz shal what is the my love that? What is the benefit, the actual physical benefit to that? So the mayor says that the reason why tchilis is chosen out of all the colors of the rainbow that it could have been is uh, because tchilis is doma is similar to the sea. The sea is similar to the sky. The sky is similar to the kisiyah kabod. You know, there are like a progression of colors of blue, but the shade of the tchilis is close a little bit to the shade of the sea. The shade of the sea is closest to the shade of the sun. You can see that connection, and then from the sun, you can go to the, to the, to the sapphire, yeah, the which is the, the sky color. Of the sun. The sky, I mean, the sky, and then from the sky to the to the to the kisa covered to the sapphire. Okay, um, but as the pasuk says, "Live nasasapia." Okay, and that's the uh, brought us to the Mishnah. Um, they didn't write the the this this uh, this parsha on a tablet made out of wood or on a paper, um, nor did they um, uh, put it on an un, unfinished uh, p- piece of leather. Rather, they wrote it on a megillah, uh, which is parchment, um, as the puzzle says, basefer. They also didn't write it with any other marking of material. Um, which is kumos and kankantum, I don't know the English name for these things, but, uh, or anything that makes a mark, that leaves a mark. They used to, uh, like, take sap or whatever and, like, uh, mix it in with uh, whatever, like, put it in with water and it would leave a mark. Okay, anyway, but what they did use is just ink, and the reason why is because ink writes on top of the uh, 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 parchment and you can erase it, that's the idea. Okay, um, and that's the pasuk says umacha. It uh, that's the requirement that it's accept that it's erasable, um, and that's partially why they like the uh, ink because if you scrape it off, you still have can write. Um, it can be fixed up. Okay. Um, next, uh, the Gemara says that Rabbi says the Megillah Sota that was written at night is invalid. The reason why is because it says Torah here. Ba'asa Kohen is called Torah It also says Alpiya Torah Sheyirucha. So there's Xer Shavi here between the words, um, and it says Alam Mishpat, just like Mishpat is in the day. So two Megillah Sota is in the day. If you wrote it out of order, backwards, meaning not according to the Seder of the Psukim. Um, uh, that's invalid, as the Pasuk says, as it's written. And uh, if you wrote it before she accepted the oath, that also isn't good. Why? Because it says the coin made her swear, and then it says um, he wrote it. So 
that's uh, that's that. And the last halacha that we left off with is that if it's written in letter form, that's invalid, meaning without the lines, you need to have the lines in there. And that's where we left off. As the Pesach says, B'Sefer, the way uh, Sefer is written with um, the sirtut, the markings that uh, comprise the lines. And that is the story. And we'll stop with this.